Welcome to the Men of Valor program with Dr. Mark Laser. Mark, uh, this morning we would like to continue uh, a conversation that we started last week in which we uh, took some of the questions that our listeners have been submitting to us following shows. Uh, we got great feedback last week after we uh, took that concept and said, let's uh, call a timeout uh, from a usual agenda and answer some of the questions that are on the minds of our listeners. That is right. And today... Uh it seems like uh, how last show went, we're probably only going to get to, uh, at most, two questions, and so we may continue to do this kind of question uh, and answer format uh, as we move into the future. Well, I think it makes sense because we're, we're pleased to be able to address the issues that are on the minds of our listeners out there. And following last week's show, uh, one of the questions that came in, you know, on previous shows you have... Uh, done a great job of um, explaining the need and the um, the power of having an accountability group. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. we had a question come in uh, from a listener that said, I understand the need to have others to, uh, to lean on and others to um, to serve as an inspiration to me and in sharing my story and sharing my struggles. Where do I go? Uh, to find an accountability group in my area? Well, that's a, a great question, and uh, it's, it's really job number one for a, a man who's struggling with sexual sin, infidelity, addiction. Uh, job number one is to find an accountability group. Now, when we say group, uh, that can mean a collection of men that know your story and that you talk to regularly. Or I think particularly in the early days, more importantly, uh, an organized group of some kind that meets every week and has a structure and a format uh, to follow. Uh, Along the lines of an AA group. Yeah, that's right. And I think some of the listeners uh, who've heard my story or read my story already know that it was really through the power of Alcoholics Anonymous that I got into uh, treatment in the first place. And I've always felt a deep sense of loyalty to uh, AA, and they have uh, saved the lives of millions and millions of people over the last 75 to 80 years. Uh, so a lot of what I have to say about this has, has uh, strongly been influenced by the whole culture of the 12-step programs. What really started happening uh, in the late 70s into the 80s, and it continues to this day, is that, that as we have become aware and identified other addictions... Uh, other addictions have started using the 12 steps and form their own fellowships. Uh, now, AA would be very careful to say, you know, they don't sponsor other fellowships. They have agreed by permission to allow their materials to be used by, you know, the eating disorder groups and uh, the gamblers anonymous groups and uh, the debtors anonymous groups and so forth. And that was certainly true uh, for the sex addiction movement back in roughly the mid to late 1970s. That's when um, three separate fellowships started roughly at the same time, one on the West Coast, one here in uh, the Midwest uh, in the Minneapolis area, and then another one out East. Uh, Those three fellowships are uh, Sexaholics Anonymous, or SA, Sex Addicts Anonymous, or SAA, and Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous, or SLAA. Back when I first got in the field, one of my friends did a very good job of trying to uh, identify the differences in the 12-step fellowships. 
And, you know, given the fact that they all practice the 12 steps and they all have a weekly meeting, you'll be assigned a sponsor, you're going to get recognition of sobriety dates and that kind of thing. Um, the main difference seems to be, you know, how those different groups would uh, allow you to define what sobriety means. Uh, sobriety and sexual, sexual addiction is, you know, a little bit more similar to sobriety and food addiction in that you're, you're going to identify behaviors that you want to stop. You know, you can't stop eating, you know, total. Like, you know, you can stop drinking in total. So, you know, food addicts for years have had to identify certain foods that they're going to avoid. Well, likewise, sex addicts have had to say to themselves, there are certain kinds of sexual activities that are, I'm going to stop. And, you know, those sexual activities are going to be a part of my uh, sobriety definition. Now, given the fact that, you know, most of our audience listening is a Christian audience, uh, my opinion is that uh, on, on Maine, you know, for the most part, uh, Sexaholics Anonymous is the fellowship whose definition of sobriety would more closely align with a Christian definition of sobriety. And they basically would say that uh, sex is only something to be experienced in a uh, committed relationship, a marriage. Uh, they would not include masturbation generally in their definition of sobriety. Uh, so it's no sex with yourself or others outside of a committed relationship. All right, that's SA. SAA tends to be, uh, you could have that definition in SA if you want. They tend to allow you to kind of define it on your own based on your own beliefs and your own sense of morality. Uh, SLAA tends to be the, the loosest of the groups in terms of, uh, you know, how they would define it. And uh, I would just tell the listeners that, you know, if I said here on this national show that, you know, I... I strongly prefer one over the other. I, I might be doing a disservice to, uh, you know, the SAA group in uh, Des Moines, Iowa, or uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, or whatever. I mean, so much of the uh, the power of any of the 12-step groups depends on the people who are in it. Yeah, the membership of the group. Yeah. And so you really have to kind of go and agree with yourself to participate at least three or four times to kind of get the flavor of the group and whether it feels like a right fit for you. Okay. Would, would you do a quick uh, abbreviated recap of the reasoning behind um, uh, why this is so important to participate in an accountability group? Well, it's because uh, it, as opposed to kind of a, a common concept out there that you know, I can have an accountability partner, uh, or you know, in other words, one person that I that I'm accountable to. Uh, I've always felt that that's just not enough. Uh, you'll wear that one person out. Uh, you may have one sponsor, a person that you talk to regularly, but uh, given the fact that I feel that you need to talk to people several times a day, uh, you know, you you need multiple people to be able to talk to, and uh, multiple people are going to be available. Some at some times, others at other times. So, you know, if you have somebody that you need to talk to at 2 o'clock in the morning, it's probably going to be one of your 10 or 15 guys in your group that uh, might still be up or, not, or might still be open to a phone call at that point. Mark, with that in mind, how would an individual go about finding one of these groups? Well, that's a great question, given the fact that they are anonymous. You know, they're Alcoholics Anonymous, Sex Addicts Anonymous. So, you know, they're not going to advertise that, you know, that's part of their policy. However, these days, uh, given the power of uh, Google and everything else, I mean, I would just, uh, you know, Google 
Sex Addicts Anonymous or Sexaholics Anonymous or Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous. And, uh, you know, in your area, in your area. And like here in Minneapolis, I would say Sex Addicts Anonymous, uh, Minnesota or Sex Addicts Anonymous, uh, Minneapolis. And they do have phone numbers and they uh, they do have sometimes central places to call. And they will probably uh, assign someone to call you back. Uh, in some cases, they they may assign someone to come and meet with you. Uh, uh there have been some experiences where, you know, people uh, call these fellowships for the wrong reasons. They they want to go to meetings for the wrong reasons. They just want to hear salacious stories or something like that. So they have to be very careful about uh, screening, in a way, you know, the people that come. Uh, some of the groups are, you know, uh, tighter about that than others, but... Bottom line is, you know, they're probably going to want you to meet with one of their members or two of their members before they actually invite you to a to a meeting. Now, sometimes you'll see a listing of meetings that where they'll say it's an open meeting. You know, anyone can attend, and uh, they'll give you the time and location of that meeting. So uh, these days of computers and electronics, just you know, Google it, look it up in the phone book, even. Uh, Sometimes those of you that are working with a therapist or a counselor or even some of the pastors uh, are aware of these groups. Uh, some of the pastors may even have one of the groups meeting in their church. So uh, it it wouldn't really be too hard to find these groups if, in fact, you're really sincere about doing so. Well, being sincere and committed to uh, to getting help, I'm sure, is, is a big part of that process. You, uh, I can well imagine that after... The number of years that uh, that you have been in recovery, you still have maintained a lot of those friendships of uh, people that were in your accountability group. Yeah, that's right. And uh, uh, I think what is what is in fact true is that when you start going to these groups, you're going to be talking at a level of sincerity and and depth that you don't ordinarily do. I mean, this is not the kind of uh, conversation that you have at your average Bible study or a small group uh, in your church. So, you know, this is pretty serious stuff. And as a result, you are going to make friendships that may last, in fact, for the rest of your life. Uh, One of the other things that I wanted to make sure that we mentioned today is that, you know, starting really in the uh, 90s, uh, there were some Christians who were, you know, coming to us and saying, uh, you know, going to a 12-step meeting is fine, and, uh, uh, you know, that's all well and good, but uh, we're still a little bothered by the ambiguity in the uh, the traditional 12 steps when it comes to, you know, uh, the higher power, you know, uh, second and third step of uh, AA talks about uh, higher power and that kind of thing. And uh, so a lot of our Christian friends have, you know, challenged some of us over the years, to uh, say, would it be possible to kind of use the 12-step foundation and come up with uh, materials uh, that would allow us to have uh, accountability groups that met perhaps in churches, probably in churches, uh, but would be more uh, Christian-focused or more Christ-centered. And uh, so uh, I, myself, uh, and I'll be honest, some other Christian authors in our field have come up with materials in the last uh, 15, 20 years uh, that would uh, allow a person to find a meeting, perhaps, that is uh, uh, more Christian-based. Our ministry partner, uh, Life Recovery International, uh, based out of Orlando, Florida, 
they came to me back in the mid-90s and uh, just really had a heart and a vision to put support groups for sexual addiction in local churches. Uh, they just felt like that was you know, their calling and their ministry. And as a result of that, I wrote a workbook. Uh, and other workbooks in that series have now also been written. And uh, there are uh, uh, groups around the country meeting in churches called Life Groups. Uh, and there again, you can go to their website. Uh, if you want to get to their website, you can find a link to it on our website. Uh, and you can see if there is a life group meeting at a church. Uh, they use materials that are very God-honoring, biblically-centered, uh, Christ-centered. Uh, and uh, we've, we've always enjoyed our, our partnership with Life Recovery International and uh, the great work that they're doing trying to get the message of recovery and freedom out there. And if you're a, a men's group that is listening to our show today, uh, just as Mark pointed out, if you go to the bookstore at faithfulandtrue.com, you'll be able to find the Life Ministry uh, Men's Workbook uh, that's a wonderful resource in, uh, in following as a, as a guide uh, for your group. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, just to be fair and honest, uh, there are other authors, uh, uh, Ted Roberts is one that uh, has uh, developed some materials and uh, uh, quite popular out there. I, I hear about his groups uh, all the time, and uh, that's a great thing. Uh, I, you know, we're not here to say, you know, one particular approach is is the one, the absolutely, you know, last, uh, you know, resort. Uh, if you're struggling and there's a church that has a weekly accountability group meeting and they're using some uh, materials that you find helpful you know that that's the main thing and uh, there again uh, you might be able to google uh, christian sex addiction groups and uh, uh, life recovery international will come up some of the other groups will come up one of my most frequently asked questions uh, about this whole support group idea is about the uh, the movement that's been barnstorming the, the nation and the world, uh, Celebrate Recovery, coming out of Saddleback Church, uh, Rick Warren's you know powerful church out in Southern California. And uh, there are thousands of uh, uh, Celebrate Recovery groups around the uh, country. What Celebrate Recovery generally is, is they're, they're going to have a, a kind of a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour format, and the first part of it is going to be kind of praise and worship at a church, and then the second part of it is going to break people down into specific groups for specific type addictions. And what I've always found about Celebrate Recovery is that um, it's, a, it's a very powerful time of praise and worship and witness. Uh, they use some materials that, that are 12-step based, there's no doubt about it, uh, and they tend to be rather general in nature. Now that can be very helpful uh, and I do think that, that the men recovering from sexual addiction need, need uh, materials uh, that are a little bit more concrete uh, and specific than those materials. So what I would say, if you have a CR or a Celebrate Recovery group, go to that group, go to that meeting, and it may not be the only meeting that you need that week. Uh, it could be a good adjunct meeting for you. And I think even Celebrate Recovery would say, you know, they're not to be a substitute for your AA meeting or your SAA meeting or whatever else it is. But, you know, just to make uh, the listeners aware, you know, chances are it's, it's going to be a lot easier to find a Celebrate Recovery group than it is to find uh, some of the other groups that we've been talking about. And yet the importance of having the, uh, the spiritual aspect of, um, of the group, you're yeah. going to get that through a, through a group like CR. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. I, you know, and I, I obviously feel that the ultimate solution to all of this is in your personal relationship with God. So uh, you're really going to need some place in your life that is encouraging that spiritual journey. And if you can get that through your accountability group, I, also I think that's a wonderful thing. Are there any other uh, aspects of uh, accountability groups that uh, you wanted to share this morning before we move on? Because we do have a second question. Looks like I think we would have enough time for it. Uh, but I, I didn't want to leave you early on that thought. Well, I think uh, one of the frequently asked questions that I get, given the fact that you know we have men that come to our workshops from literally all over the world and uh, certainly all over this country, there's always going to be somebody who says, uh, you know, I live in a town of uh, 500 people, or you know, I live in a small place. Uh, you know, we don't have uh, you know big churches with celebrate recovery groups, or we don't have you know, churches that, that have any kind of 12-step groups, you know, what do I do then? Or maybe I even live in a bigger town and I, I just can't simply find a group that I that I really like. My feeling about that is to do what, in fact, I did when, when I went back uh, home from treatment in 1987, and that was I started my own group. Uh, and I just, it's too long a story for now, but I I basically told myself that, you know, I need to meet with a group of men and uh, I started going even to Alcoholics Anonymous meetings, although I'm not an alcoholic. And, you know, through through my exposure to that fellowship, I found some men who were also struggling with sexual matters. And uh, we basically uh, started our own group. And uh, now, you know, in the, in the early days of an addict's uh, recovery life, uh, you know, it's good news and bad news that you might have to start your own group. The good news is it's going to take a lot of energy to do it, and that may also in the process help you stay sober. Uh, the bad news is, you know, you'd always like to have a few men uh, that are farther down the road than you are, and if you have to start your own group, that might not be true. But uh, nevertheless, uh, you know, I have a lot of different strategies for this. I'd go and talk to my pastor. I'd go and talk to my therapist if I have one and just say, you know, you've got to know some other sex addicts that are struggling. Uh, if you'd like to give them my name, I'd like to meet with them and maybe meeting with even two or three guys that would lead to starting a uh, a regular weekly meeting, and then at that point you could you could go to uh, the websites of Life Recovery International and get the materials that you need and uh, get going. So don't despair. Uh, a lot of times recovery means creating resources for yourself that you yourself need. Well, speaking of, of despair, I'm really glad that you used that term because um, we know that it's true that any man struggling with these uh, sexual addiction issues there's an overwhelming uh, sense of despair and shame that go hand in hand with that. And there might be great apprehension as you start with an accountability group just because you're, you're carrying this burden on your shoulders. And yet when you get involved in a group where you have other men sharing their story, it's kind of empowering to Mm -hmm. open up and, and uh, Mm -hmm. this umbrella of safety kind of covers you because you know that you are safe within this group. You know that you are free to share your story, uh, which is going to really help you along the way of your, of your healing journey. Is that not true? Well, it really is true in a way that uh, I've always felt that the power of telling your own story is what will lead to a lot of connections. Uh, one of the things you can be sure of, particularly if you you know find one of the existing uh, support groups, whether it's in the 12-step community or the Christian community, 
when you go to the meetings, they're probably going to be very quick or when they, they have maybe a one-on-one -on -one meeting with you to kind of introduce you to the whole idea of the group, I'll guarantee you that, that, that someone at that meeting is going to tell you their story first. And if you go to a meeting and you're a newcomer, they're probably going to go around the circle and each guy take 30, 30 to 60 seconds to tell a very short version of their story. <clears throat> and that is going to uh, help you feel safe. Uh, right. You're going to find out that you're not alone and that uh, you're all in this together. And, of course, you're going to be invited to tell uh, a version of your story to the limit that you're comfortable with. But uh, it's in the power of people telling their mutual stories, I think, that... Uh, uh, great fellowship is created, and that's that's what we're all looking for. And that's the power of these groups. That's right. Well, Mark, we certainly hope that our discussion today about accountability groups has been beneficial to our listeners. You've been listening to the Men of Valor program with Dr. Mark Laser. We'd like to thank our engineer and technical director, Ben Laser, and we look forward to joining you again next week. You've been listening to the Men of Valor program with Dr. Mark Laser. For information about this program or to learn more about Faithful and True, visit us at faithfulandtrue.com. That's faithfulandtrue.com. 